0: Hey listeners, Hit the Books podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, and more. Be sure to tune in each week at like, rate, and subscribe.
1: What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 35 of Hit the Books, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of sports and sports gambling. Each episode, we break down the latest news and trends, provide analysis, and offer up our best bets and betting advice. So let's hit the books this week. Like I said, this week, we are deep into the NHL and NBA playoffs, so we're making sure to touch on every point in those leagues. Also, some huge news out of the NFL. Jets and Packers agree to terms, so we will dive into that as well. Also a super special guest, Megan, a VIP host at a top tier sportsbook. We're extremely excited to chat with her today. So why don't we jump in and introduce my co-hosts this week. Ace, not with us. He is at the Bruins game, so good for him. But Huff and Mackie here with me. Huff, let's start it off with you. What's happening, buddy?
0: Yeah, what's going on, everyone? Happy to be back. Like I said... uh, Last week, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, kind of top of the mind right now. A lot of these series have been heating up. A lot of stuff going on in the NBA. Some of these series coming to a close. NHL, we have a lot of game sixes and sevens coming up to uh, to end off the rest of this week. And I'm really looking forward to it. But
1: I'll hand things back off over to you. Good stuff, Huff. Love to hear from you here another week. Mackie, let's shoot over to you. What do you got for us this week, buddy?
2: Yeah, like you said, uh like Huff said, just playoffs getting uh getting into the full swing of things, getting towards the end of the first round. Um NHL playoffs are really starting to heat up. So uh
1: see so all, all that's going on, getting excited for this guest that's coming on. That's about it. Yeah, we're all very excited for this guest. This guest is gonna be very interesting. Lots of interesting stuff, interesting interesting stuff in her life that we would love to cover. So we'll jump into that shortly. All right, and we have some big news coming up for Hit the Books. We are hosting a DraftKings prize pool for the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. You don't want to miss your chance to participate and win big with a $1,500 prize pool for the top three winners of the pool. Free to enter, and the link will be available the second the NHL Stanley Cup Finals matchup is determined for all of you to join. So make sure you wait and follow us for that link. We'll be firing on all cylinders for that. We're really excited about this uh, promotion with DraftKings, so let's look forward to for that as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely some big news. Getting to work with one of the bigger sports books and DraftKings, so uh, definitely gonna want to join this. Like Jesse said, it's gonna be a Stanley Cup Finals pool. Gonna be Jesse you said ten questions, I believe.
1: Yeah, something about that, I believe. I understand.
0: So so you answer so many questions. Top three winners are gonna split or take home fifteen hundred if there's one winner. But total uh, total prize of fifteen hundred bucks. Definitely excited to do our first uh, kind of pool like this and see how it goes. So um definitely show the support on it we're get, gonna get that out there on all the social medias and uh get that sharing around so definitely be sure to join that and, and definitely don't want to miss that because that's going to be hopefully one of the followers wins obviously uh we're going to post it everywhere but definitely can really looking forward to that when we got that news that was big news so uh especially couldn't couldn't have picked a better event to do it for than the cup final so um i'm really excited for that
1: And now it's time for our interview with Megan. Ladies and gentlemen, prepared to be blown away as we bring an extraordinary guest to Hit the Books podcast. Today, we're joined by Megan, a Philly sports fanatic who's living out the dream as a VIP host for one of the country's top tier sports books. She's got the perfect trifecta of sports love, betting expertise, and a life filled with captivating stories that will have you hooked. Megan's here to share her insight, knowledge, hilarious stories, and winning predictions with us today. So without further ado, let's jump into our interview with Megan. Take it away, Siggy. What's happening?
3: That was great. That's my next ringtone.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that.
3: That was good. No, yeah, that was great. Because growing up, I like commentated for softball. Like when a batter was up at the plate, you that's know. Height. Sometimes I like when I'm at the Phillies games, I start like yelling. Bad.
1: <laughs> I love that. What was the? Oh, that's a good.
0: That's a good start.
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: All right. Yeah. Why don't you start off? Tell us a little about yourself. Give our viewers a little insight. We all have a good idea about who you are, maybe, but. Give us, give us a shout.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm Megan, uh, nicknamed Siggy. One time I was at a frat party in high school and I saw everyone in the garage smoking cigarettes. And I had the privilege to go to a store down the street and buy cigarettes. So the next party I went to, I bought five cases of cigarettes. And I would just sell them for a dollar. So everyone started calling me Siggy. <laughs> C- and then it was like Sigs inside because we were smoking inside the garage, you know, and my last name. Sigmund. So I was like, oh, that works. So it was Siggy. And then um, I went to Stockton University. It's a in-state college in Atlantic City here. And I took casino classes. And I just always like loved, I don't know, the casinos. You know, being out there. Um, so I graduated with a degree in hospitality. Uh, I was a swim coach uh, for a little bit. I taught little kids how to swim. I was a swimmer myself. So it was more like a summer high school job. And um, I ended up working and managing all the pools, like at Borgata, like pools. And so I did that for a year. And then COVID came, I didn't didn't work. And then the next year, I went back and I did the pools for three months. And then I did housekeeping for three months. I was a manager of housekeeping. And then I got called down to food and beverage so I was managing beverage of like all of the bars and clubs inside uh Borgata. and then one day a guy over at the MGM side came up to me this was like in January and he's like do you ever want to be a host and in my head I'm thinking oh I'm gonna be like a casino host one day so like on property casino host and he was like no it's gonna be like sports betting so I had to like basically shift my whole brain into focusing on just sports betting which I'm so glad I did because the brick and mortar casinos—they're, they won't—they've hit their tier, you know. But yeah, so that'll happen within like I want to say like ten months, nine months. It was it, it was insane. And so, it was. I don't it, it I don't mean insane. to
0: cut you off there, but were you before you got the opportunity to go into the sports gambling world? Were you interested in like the? I know you said you've been a big sports fan your whole life. Have you been? into the sports gambling idea like did you understand it before you kind of got offered that into that world
3: Yeah so I was managing my main um like restaurant was BetMGM like the sports book and then level 1 uh-huh. high limit lounge so it was a high limit lounge and then it became like a in-house like lounge for the the book you know So yeah. those were my two main um restaurants so I kind of knew a little bit about sports betting because we would have like high limit clients that like lived in in Barada and would all like have like their own sections of the books. Um, You're you know, surrounded you by it. Every so you know, like they would tell me a thing or two, but I wasn't even interested. I didn't because there's no sports betting host on property. It's just the director of the book. Interesting. So i mm-hmm. never even thought it was. I didn't even know it was a thing. But I always liked sports. Like, I always went to the games growing up with my dad. I saw the Phillies win the World Series in 08 when I was, like, nine years old.
1: That That's sweet. But, so, so, I guess that yeah, kind of leads... Yeah, I don't remember it. That kinda le- I get that. That kind of leads into our next question, for sure. So, like, what are your favorite things to bet on? So, you say you go to Phillies games all the time, things like that. But, like, what are your favorite leagues, your favorite bets to take?
3: Oh, live live baseball, for sure. Like, being live. at the game, There's no, there's nothing different than... Like, I can't say how many times I go to the game and I, like, will do, like, Brandon Marsh get two or more hits and you just boost the home run. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, you know, when it's, like, the bottom of the ninth, this this was on the second day um against the Reds. It was, uh, it was the eighth because opening day was on the seventh. They were down by two in the ninth. Like, the under was just, it was the first inning and the last inning where the Reds even got a hit. I'm Right behind the red dugout, and I'm just yelling, like acting obnoxious. They're up up on the bag, you know. They get a hit, personal on first. Get a hit, personal on first and third. No outs. I'm yelling at the other the red team, like no outs, bottom (laughs) nine, personal first and third. You know, so like obviously in that inning, like I ripped the money line, like what plus 700, plus 800 odds. But it's just always fun, like watching your best hit. seriously, you you get get better.
2: I feel like you get better intel when you're at the game too. You just like see everything that goes on, especially when you're on the dugout. You can probably hear some things too, so that's cool. Oh,
3: they were just so annoyed with me, but I went <laughs> out, you know, Duquesne University, right? Yeah. yeah. Duquesne, like it's out near you guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I love yeah. for their basketball games because they're D one, but they're very low level, and I've yeah. bet them. And I've never not won a bet, and I've gone. I went there. I went to four games. I never not won a bet.
0: That's hype. There. I meant to. I meant to ask you that because I remember you seeing something, something you posted about Duquesne in the in the past, and I think it was during obviously college basketball season. And I meant to ask you that because I knew you were from the Jersey area and like didn't go to school at Duquesne, so I always wondered like what was your connection with that, or but is that it? Is it that simple? You just always thought they were a good team to bet on, or
3: no? I had I had some friends out there that like okay. went all the okay. time to his uh, tickets, so I would go to. Um, usually every time I went to a Steelers game, I would go out there for work to go to all the Steelers games. Very nice. I would go stop and go to a game.
1: Can't complain about that at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So obviously I've seen you, we've obviously, I've seen you post some cool stuff on your, on your social medias and where you've been in your whole career, but tell who's probably the coolest person that you've had the chance to meet that you never thought that you would have the chance to meet.
3: Like athletic wise.
1: Whoever.
0: I would say, yeah, sports sports just, industry, or I mean, doesn't have to be, maybe one of each if you have someone that comes to mind, but um
3: well I'm
0: just curious.
3: So there is it's weird because there is a specific football player that was at my casino. I can't say his name, unfortunately. Um, he was at my casino, and the only reason that Bet M came up to me was because they saw me talking to him. And he was in my high limit lounge and All i asked him was how his food was. Oh, like, oh, are you up? Like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. And they saw me with him. And then, like, that's kind of how that happened. But um, I did run into Michael Irvin out in Pittsburgh, which is, like, so ironic. And I honestly didn't know who he was, like, that. Like, I heard of him before, but, like, I wasn't watching, like, NFL Network like that. So, like, where the point where I would recognize him right away, you know? I get yeah. that, but I ended up having a video on ESPN, so I'm, like he helped me out a lot.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, the one video you sent me of you guys in the lobby was I was cracking up. I'm like, that's just so ironic. It looked like you're in the total, just like hotel lobby, like
3: yeah, wherever it happened we, to be. We, but. Um, when you you know how you go when you go to like a Steelers game, like you can't get an Uber to pick you up, so of I would just always walk the Rivers. And so I was out there with one of my coworkers. It was Christmas Eve, and it was taking forever like for ubers and stuff so we're like well, let's just go to the rivers and have a drink and we're at the bar and we see him walk in and he's like looking for a drink but in like pa it's like one thirty, like no drinks and then he leaves but like we're just sitting there drinking and my co-worker's like oh we missed him like shocks whatever so we ended up going outside finally get our uber and he's still out there like taking pictures and shit and um
1: the good old bus lobby of Rivers Casino.
3: I, yeah, my coworker wanted to get a picture with him, and I started talking to his Uber driver. So when he landed in Pittsburgh, he called the first Uber he could to get him to the hotel, and he basically had this dude just ro- drive him around the whole weekend. Like it was so, it was cool. It was like this like University of Pens- uh, Pittsburgh student junior. I don't think he's from the country, so he wasn't able to go home for Christmas. He doesn't know how big Michael urban is. Right, uh, Agar was like. Oh yeah. Just drive me around all week. You know, I'll give you anything that's, you want.
2: That's so cool. to would be that kid. No, not, you don't even know who that is either.
3: <laughs> right? And he's like, yeah, everywhere we go, it just comes up to us. A lot. Jeez. <laughs> so, um, we ended up, we ended up talking and we were staying at the same hotel, the Fairmont. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm staying there too. So the Uber driver ended up taking me, Michael Urban, my coworker and me back to the Fairmont. Oh dang! And then that's where we got our pictures and stuff because one, like, we didn't want to take a picture in front of the casino, you know. Like, we worked yeah. for a different casino. We didn't right. really want to, you know. But it just worked out, and it was hard because he had to do pictures outside because he couldn't, like, the NFL can't know he was like in Red Rivers or something. So, I mean, what is it? What is it about now? Right?
2: I got one. What's your Favorite live event you've ever been to. I know you've been to a lot of like big events that you've said that you've uh, gone to and um yeah, just like what's your favorite event that you've been to in person? Best memory. My
3: favorite event? Um, I think it has to be when the Phillies won the pennant. Like, this year or last I was working, year. I was pretty sweet. It was raining, you know, obviously it wasn't the rain, but it was raining, just like a really ugly day and they won the pennant, which was cool. And then I walked across the street and watched the flyers get shut out by the ducks. Cool.
1: dang classic flyers yeah,
3: yeah. Cla- classic i went to like 10 games they always lost by one or more no two or more sorry two or more
1: so- never right. never
3: co- cover the plus one and a half i was and gonna say on... just take
0: the other team
3: right even in, um and then the last their last game at home i took the minus one and a half and they won but they hit the spread uh. i was like oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I-, I thought it was- I felt like it was like today's the day, you know? That's how I thought of it. I've watched you always feel that way down the Flyers. The Bruins came through, beat the record at the Wells Fargo. It was awful.
1: Well, why don't we? I guess we can jump into a little NHL here. So, like, what are your, your, you say you go to a bunch of Phillies games and such. Like, what do you think about the Flyers? You said you were like 10 games or something this year, you know? Do you like them at all, or are you just kind of a? Uh, it,
3: it's hard. A lot of their good players are hurt and like injured, you know. Of course. So like by like week three, I, it was like mostly like minor kids coming up, you know. It's the truth. But uh, there's some there's some good players. Uh, I'm like really nervous about Hart. Like, I don't really want I don't want to lose him. I think we're going to, but like, I don't want to. Um, but I I think it's just like a team that just needs like three or four years with like good ownership to actually build and be something
1: i think that's very fair yeah fires are usually a good organization
3: Jeez, what happened
1: nothing good
0: (laughs) nothing yeah i was gonna say nothing good i mean you i knew you were gonna go there you had to just throw that little last part in there we missed it by one point we've seen it before (laughs) 16 straight years comes to an end that's that's something you Flyers fans would be itching for, I bet, but yeah, well, we'll get Penguins into that. We'll save that like for another day. Oh, do you What'd hear you that? Say? Penguins can't fly. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, they can win oh, back-to-back like, Cups in 16 was, like, and 17. The whole,
3: every and... Flyers game at home, I was there.
1: <laughs> what was can't. the result?
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, next question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, NBA playoffs, obviously, well underway. We've had a decent first round here, in my opinion. Who do you see win the finals? What else you got for us on that that front?
3: I got the Suns. I've had the Suns. I've had them. I actually had them since the Phillies were in the World Series.
2: Wow. What, what, what were those odds? What
0: odds is, yeah, what were those odds?
3: I got them at... I, I Actually, I knew I was going to bring this up. I don't even know what I got them at. It has to be like... It has to be crazy, but you know why I took them is because it was during this. It was the sports equinox, you know, when there's like hockey, football, yeah. Thursday night football. Yeah, all the four on Thursday night football. You can't even watch it. Like it's not even enjoyable because I'm an Xfinity person. Like I'm like Flyers game, Phillies game, Sixers game, and then it's like Amazon Prime NFL Monday, and it lows and it lows. it's like. Hey, is this you? Yeah, it's me. Yeah. I'm, close. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I could have been on the next game already. And then I go to it. And it's like a commercial. <laughs> it's, just, it's impossible to watch. So I was like, yeah, I'm not watching this anymore. I went back, started watching NBA, and then I ended up watching like a late like Warrior Suns game. And the Suns beat them every quarter of the game. And I'm like, they're a pretty good team. And so I put like 50 bucks down on it. And like, sure. everyone was like, why? I was like, I don't know. And so I, was
0: like Kevin was me off. I was gonna <laughs> yeah, say was did you around. have any hunch that they were getting Kevin Durant because this I mean that was something that was in know. the trade rumors for a while but
3: no no I I like really didn't even think of that like this was it was it was October like 22nd maybe close to Halloween I don't remember but it was like October it was just I had to see it in like my bet. you know how you have your bet slips your future bets I said to see it every day and I'm like, this is stupid. I
2: that. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> but now the odds look really good. I don't even know if they're offering me a cash out. I haven't used that app in a while.
2: Yeah, I'm sure the That's cash out's pretty high right now.
3: Yeah.
0: I was gonna say you're definitely getting to the point where you're getting offered a cash
3: out, I'd say. Yeah, probably. Looks see. good though. FFG
0: definitely a good Fox future to have. I have. Lot. Yeah. I mean it depends the odds you have on it. I mean I don't know what odds they would have been in at the beginning of the season. They weren't twelve maybe, twelve hundred. I was gonna say fourteen to one.
1: That's, that's nasty that's either silly. way. Yeah.
2: It's sitting at four
0: fifty right and now. And then so they get
3: Kevin well, I took um UConn at what was it? I actually asked oh my god today what it was at. Um I took them at plus nine hundred. Yeah during the sweet 16
1: nice nice yeah bag. yeah
3: and then i it was cool i got to see them play gonzaga out in uh vegas
1: oh that's I, sweet. like and
3: i was literally at the aria sports book just like chilling and i was like i'm bored yeah they,
2: they smoked them
3: <laughs> right i could have went to the taylor swift concert or the yukon gonzaga game and it was funny because i only bought a single ticket so i was just going by myself and then the dude next to me bought a single ticket too. And he's like a like a really he's like a sports better too. So it was just like it was dope, you know? And we yeah. were but we were like kind of in the corner, but it was funny like seeing like Charlie D'Amelio's dad there, like so random.
1: Yeah.
3: He was like asking everyone uh, to pitch in for TikTok. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like, okay.
0: So, do you think your Sixers have any sort of a chance I, coming out of the East? Do you? Who do you think comes out of the East? Do your Sixers have, have a chance?
3: A I have a feature on them to win the conference. I just need that, like.
2: Okay. But it's looking good. It is. But you the Bucks the, going down? Not yet, but. No. I have a bunch of. I
0: don't think. Bucks, them. I, I, don't th- I just. I don't think that Miami Bucks series is over. I definitely think Milwaukee's going to at least four seven. Yeah, I mean, 4, you seven, like, they're you four yeah, seven they're gonna win. You four seven they're gonna win. Yeah, I th- I still think Milwaukee wins that series.
3: I wait. I really like the Lakers line. Like I really like it.
1: What's it at? Do you have it up? If not, I can get it.
3: I I, I, I always do. I do mostly European odds when I look
1: at stuff. Really?
3: Um, yeah, it's a lot easier.
1: Where does that strike back to? Like, when did you start doing that? um Just pure curiosity. That's
3: like like when you're like doing like like you know when you have a parlay and say you have like a golf parlay and it's like a dead heat, uh-huh. you have to kind of like minimize. It, it's just easier with like European odds.
1: I understand that. I I think I think I understand that.
0: or the is the what do you, what do you mean European odds? Is that the like decimals. the instead of like a? Yeah, I was gonna decimals. say it's the decimals instead of the plus whatever. So yeah, they're know.
3: um plus sixteen hundred. Oh, that's above uh, March. I
0: was gonna say I have the Lakers at plus one thousand. It still ain't bad. Let me shop the odds real quick. Let me check another app.
3: Betfair kind of like makes me mad when it comes to futures. Like you can't. I always go. I always use them for everything.
0: Lakers at plus a thousand on both of the apps I'm looking at right now. Plus a
3: thousand. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I don't I don't hate that. And they've been looking really good too because you know LeBron James basically sat the bench the whole season until
1: the playoffs so You're not They wrong. better be looking good. Right. They better be coming out on all cylinders. He's
2: got to he's got to save that body, that old body and <laughs> can't play 82 games and then a full playoff. I understand it.
3: Yeah, I, I mean I get it too, but like come on.
2: Yeah, no. I know. Yeah.
3: It, it's like hard to like even want to go to a Lakers game if you know he's not going to play.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, cuz he just sits out all the time. You can't expect him to really play.
3: It's all these guys I in know. the NBA now though. I yeah, and he's like he's just the clown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that would I mean, he's terrible. that was definitely a good move to get rid of him. But I was gonna say, uh with the are you worried at all about if the Sixers draw the Celtics? Obviously we think they're gonna get the Celtics. The Celtics have a three two series lead and that one the Hawks forced the game six last night, but are you worried about Sixers Celtics at all? You think your Sixers can handle them? I know you said you have them to win the I'm conference. Just like, I just want
3: to see like the Sixers like actually like have like a playoff game. The Nets was just too easy. Every net every Nets game, I I went to one. I went to one. It was boring. Like you know, like just like <laughs> watching the Sixers beat up on them. Like I want the Sixers to play a real playoff team, and I'm excited for them. I think that they're going to handle it. I just want them to stay off, um, off the floor. Keep them two feet on the floor only. Um, Harden will get those deep <laughs> shots in, you know, and um, I think they'll be fine. But I'm definitely trying to go to a game for sure.
1: That'd
2: be awesome. It'd be a crazy series, yeah. But yeah, the Nets, Nets were, Nets are only in the playoffs because of two players that aren't even on the team anymore. So yeah, definitely not playing a a pretty easy round for you guys.
3: Yeah, no, it it was. We all, I, I kind of figured that they were going to sweep or only like lose one like the second or third night or something, you know?
1: Well, last thing I really wanted to cover with you, Megan, or with Siggy is being a woman in this industry, you're obviously kind of an outlier, definitely in a niche area of some sort. Um, do you find it difficult? Do you find it that it gives you any type of advantage? And how can you, other women fall in your footsteps? Because there's definitely more women every day coming up in this industry and it's incredibly impressive and needs needs to be done. So what do you think? no no
3: (laughs) i think i have such an advantage honestly because my industry specifically is like vip hosting right so like if say like i like have a suite and i have to pay the bill right with my card like and it's a vip vip like obviously it goes through my company but like they see me paying the bill and they're like oh we got it you know but like so like I can kind of get further away with like things when it comes when it comes to those things. But um yeah, most of the time like my like clients, like they don't even know that I'm a girl. That's great. I just think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like they don't even know until they meet me. Cause there can be like weirdos, but like that's like any sales job really.
1: Right, any profession for sure.
3: Okay. Yeah. That's interesting
1: I'll, for sure. I was gonna say it.
0: I was going to say, I'm not going to lie but with what she just said, when you first emailed me, like when we first, when you first reached out to contact me, I, I had to look you up on LinkedIn because I was like, because your Siggy was in your email, your signature. And I was like, so thrown off. I was like, I had to look you up. And then I'm like, okay, she is a girl. I did realize that like, I don't know, it just threw me for a loop at first. And then obviously now that we've kind of built the the relationship that we've had, i definitely appreciate it. but. Yeah, that that just whenever you said that, I thought of that as soon as you sent me that first email.
3: Yeah, it's just easier that way. You know, I found that like when I said Megan, like, like it would be like if they had an issue with like a, a bet, they're like, oh, like you wouldn't understand, blah blah blah. Yeah, you're gonna get you all know, that what? bullshit. Like, yeah, clients like that. I don't even want. I don't really want to meet in person anyway. Right. Like If they're just gonna be like disrespectful to me, whether they know who I am or whatever, you know. Yeah. So you know, it works out either way.
1: Well, I don't got anything else. Would you guys got anything else, Dad?
0: Aces at the Bruins game, and they're losing one nothing.
2: Oof, <laughs> poor guy.
3: Wait, the Bruins are down. Yeah, I have the Bruins yeah. minus one and a half.
2: Oh, I feel like that was yeah, a popular I got the Bruins, one tonight.
3: Bruins and um <laughs> Avalanche minus one and a half.
1: All right, I like Avs. Avalanche. We have We're Avalanche. with the we have too. Avalanche. All right. Well, I think that's just going to wrap up here our interview with Siggy. Thank you very much for coming on, Megan. Thanks, We're guys. very happy to have you. Uh, seriously come back anytime we'd love to have you
3: yeah always have- i got uh, i got some um pirates tickets for you guys so yes
1: that's awesome
3: Just that text me definitely
0: yeah i'll definitely be hitting you up um we'll have to come out make a trip out to atlantic city this summer at yeah, some for point for
3: sure um we're having like a memorial day weekend thing if you want to come down for that if not just come down any weekend there's always something going on
1: all right That was a great interview with Megan, again, VIP host for one of the top-tier sportsbooks here in the United States, so we're excited that we were able to connect with her and hear more about her interesting life. So let's jump into this week's episode. Let's start off with a Would You Rather segment. The question I got for you guys is, would you rather score the game-winning goal in overtime of Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final, or would you rather hit a game-winning buzzer beater three-ball in Game 7 of the NBA Finals to win when your team is down by two? what do you guys think?
0: I'll go first here. This is, this is really hard because obviously as hockey players, I think we're all going to pick score game seven. Mackie, you being a goalie, I don't know what you're going to go with here, (laughs) but there is nothing like, I'm, I mean, okay. There's like two YouTube videos that I repeatedly watch and it's Alec Martinez scoring the game winning goal against your Rangers. That goal call Is one of the best goal calls in NHL history when he scored that goal in game five uh, in LA. And the horn is so sick in LA. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. But then the other one is the Mike Breen bang, bang calls in the finals. Oh my God. Could you imagine hitting a game seven down two? You win the fucking chip. Like, I don't know. That's never been done, I don't think. I don't think it has, but I'm I'm probably going to go with game seven overtime.
2: See, I think the Mike Breen call is definitely way more um, iconic, just because it's Mike Breen. And yeah, only know, if I, he's
0: calling the game. Only if he's calling the game, I'm taking the three.
2: Yeah, but you can't hear Seriously. it. You can't hear it. You're, you can't hear him say bang when you're on the court. I'll uh, watch it back. It'll, it'll, it'll be the most <laughs> iconic clip ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a really, this is bias, obviously. Well, we, we both, we all play hockey. Um, right. You're going to go with hockey, but I mean, come on, like. Being down two, Give me the fucking also, like, it's con- even, like it's not even like if you don't hit it, there's overtime. Like no, if you miss it, it's over. Yeah, game so, over. It's definitely a little different there, but um, and you need um, a three to win. A two ties it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with hockey, though. Of course, come on.
0: But like I said, if Mike Breen is calling it, dude, I might have to take this. I might have to take the three ball.
2: It would definitely be more iconic in sports or, history. Here's another. Here's
0: another big if. Here's another big if. If you're not on your home ice, if I'm on away ice, or if both games are away, that's tough. I think I think the 3 because you would just All right, here's beat what either I either game.
2: Here's what I have for you that's strictly the basketball. Would you rather hit a game-winning 3 and silence a crowd on the road, or would you rather hit a game-winning 3 and like, go in the crowd and hype hype up because they're because they're hype? Like at like home or Pat what? Pat
0: Beverly playing, ta- play in stand on the table style, or shush a crowd, and like silence them.
2: Yeah. Pat Beverly isn't the best uh, example No, of but here. you know what I mean. Like yeah, Jalen exactly. Suggs
0: in the March Madness, like the exactly, home yeah. Crowd, but
2: there was actually no crowd. It was COVID year. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, there was nobody in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> so that
0: couldn't have been a worse example. But uh... you could hear
2: a fucking. I probably do the that, Shusha please. crowd
0: like dude Trey Young shot the other night against the Celtics and the shivers going to the center the shivers, court yeah bro, we're going to game so, 6 and the so
2: cold bro dude he's good we I hate him so I I hate him. I hate him more than any anybody else in the NBA probably but that was cold as fuck yeah the, Knicks and, I, the I, Knicks and the I, Hawks I respect greatness thing. I respect greatness
0: that was such a good shot oh he su- he sucked the life out of that building for two it was also like cause dude they're
2: going back to Atlanta Dude, imagine you had Atlanta moneyline. They were down 13 with four minutes left. I saw plus they were five, live plus, plus eighteen hundred at one point. They were plus five to start the game. Yeah, and they were and
0: they were down twelve at one point.
2: Thirteen with four minutes left.
0: Oh. Yeah,
2: I, I don't know know have if the balls are that fly bet like that. See, here's here's my next question. Does that worry you if you if you have a Celtics bet or if you're just a Boston fan? I mean, not being able to close out against an eight seed, seven seed, what are they? Dude, if it (laughs) – I see I'm so –
0: I get so bought in. Because they're going to get – Recency bias. Because, like, I'm the type of person that I think whoever wins game six wins game seven. Like, you have the momentum. I don't care if you're going back on the road. If you win game six on your home ice and you go back to, like, on away ice or vice versa, like, what the Islanders are about to do, go down to – or come back to New York for game six – and then go down to Carolina for Game 7. If Carolina wins Game 6, dude, I like the Islanders to win Game 7. I really do. Like Certain situations, I just think so, like, the momentum in the playoffs is everything, in my opinion. And, like, it's so hard to be like, no, they're going to lose Game 6, but there's no way they lose Game 7. Like, unless they're on their home floor, it's really hard for me to take that.
2: Yeah, like, um, when you go down 3-1 in the series, the best thing to do is to go back to a way. Because if you lose, whatever, it's 4-1. But if you win, you're going back home and it's 3-2. You can even have a series like that. So, yeah. you know, if you're down 3-1, I'd want to be away, honestly. Because, whatever, if you, you lose game you five want on game the road. game five to be
0: away?
2: Yeah, exactly. I'd want to be the uh, the lower seed or whatever. I'd want to be the away seat Because if yeah. you lose game five on the road, okay, whatever. You just lost 4-1. It was nothing anyway. Yeah. If you win game five on the road, you get to go home for game six. Opposed to if you and won- you have the momentum. Opposed, to if you won Game Five at home, you'd have to go to Game Six down three-two in in a, in a different arena. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: being being the away team and down three-one in this series is definitely beneficial. You see it in this Islanders series; it'd be that'd be cool. I'd love to see the Islanders come back.
0: I honestly think they might, dude.
2: Dude, they won. They just won Game Five in Carolina, dude. And then you win two in a row going back to Carolina. They like they can win it just like they just did. But then again, we've seen the Islanders team not be able to put the puck in it, So you mm-hmm. never know.
1: All right. Well, that was good. That led to a little more than I thought, but all good stuff there. Let's jump into a little uh, MLB here, real quick. As of Sunday, the Rays went 22 games in a row with a home run. Yankees have the record with 31 games. Rays ended that streak on Monday, but very impressive for the Rays, yet, you know, doing amazing to start this season. And putting up twenty two games in a row with a home run. So good stuff there. With last Saturday night's loss, the Oakland A's put them at the worst start in franchise history at four and seventeen. And I think they just keep tacking on to that. Um with their And, I
0: that, and that's why they're that's why they're headed to Vegas. It was a matter of time for the past couple of years, and the Oakland A's are officially gonna be headed to Vegas soon. Uh, is that I official? It's 20, yeah, the deals yeah, in place one point
1: something for their stadium somewhere behind T Mobile Arena. Lots of construction. Everyone's in Vegas. going.
2: Every, everyone's just going from Oakland to Vegas.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Oakland's just. I saw a video the other day. It was like a guy at the top stands. There's like eighteen people in the arena max. I'm like, I'm like, holy shit! How do you guys like afford to even play games? Yeah, it is crazy Dude, cause cause it, no one goes. It, the, the, the ticket prices crazy. are probably like ten dollars anyway. So you're getting what? Yeah, hundred, maybe a thousand dollars off ticket sales. Like. There's no way there's more than a hundred people in that place. I swear to God, it was like empty. Yeah,
1: and I know they close off sessions. Sections, you're and paying
2: stuff. these players like. That's why they have to make a move. They're probably not. Oh, it had to any be. money. You go to Vegas, that completely turns everything around. You automatically yeah. have a massive fan base.
0: It's the easiest flip. It's the easiest flip of a switch they could do.
2: It's the easiest. Get me out
1: of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure.
0: The other market that I am I think should get a baseball team sooner or later is Nashville. I think that would be a cool market.
1: I agree.
2: Yeah, because it's also like that, that same vibe, kind of. You're always going to have uh-huh. a, a rowdy fan base. Easy to get behind. I like that, too.
1: Next one I got here in the MLB is with their loss on, to the Twins on Tuesday. The Yankees have now lost six straight series openers. It's tied for their longest streak since two thousand eight. The Yankees are two and six in series openers this season. The worst winning percentage through the end of April over the last 20 seasons.
2: That is crazy to me because the Yankees were the last team in the league that hadn't lost a series. Isn't that wild? So they just kept losing the first game. they losing, losing the, first game. the first game and then winning the next two or at least like winning two out of four or whatever. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. I've never, it's probably the first time in history that's ever happened, but, um, yeah, these Yankees are struggling a little. I don't know. They're, they're injured. They're definitely very, really injured, but star power is still there. I don't know. What do you think, Huff?
0: I don't know. I think, obviously, with a team like that, when you have that kind of lineup, they'll, they'll be back. The thing is, that's a tough division. The Rays, we saw the Ra- the start the Rays are having. They're 20-4. They just lost their first game at home. Uh, the Houston Astros came in there and put, a run- put an end to there. I think they were Ended at a 13 home game winning streak to start the season. I think it was one of the longest in MLB history, if not the longest. Uh, and then you have these young Orioles at 16 and 8, the Blue Jays at 16 and 9, and the Yankees at 14 and 11. Everyone in this division is 500 or better, and the Red Sox are sitting in the basement at 13 and 13. So it's a tough division. But obviously, the Yankees are the cream will rise to the top. I think the the Yankees will still come out on top in this division. Um, actually, it's tough to say if the Rays keep up. The Rays, obviously, with the start that they had, it's going to be hard for them. But 162-game season. We're 24, 25 games in, so um, we'll we'll see what it comes down to, but I think the Yankees will be fine.
2: Yeah, you tend to see a lot of over-exaggerations in the first month of baseball season.
1: For sure. The Pirates seem to always do well, but they seem to be doing more well than other years this time around. Um, re-signing. Get, a little,
2: extra, get a little extra funk this year, I'll tell yeah. you that.
1: Yeah, re-signing uh, Brian Reynolds to a big deal. McCutcheon just taking care of business every night. So,
2: Also a tough division. So, you know, um, if they, even if they do, they, they can, they can slip into a wild card spot. Uh, you can obviously see the Brewers Cardinals, even maybe the Cubs coming up their ass, but you know, if they hold, they can win 90 games, 92 games they're sitting in a wild card spot. That'd be a, a, team, a team has a lot of star power. They're actually pretty good. So the bullpen just has to keep going. That's what it comes down to. Yeah.
0: And this is the first, the, so the, this is the first time the Pirates have had this this good of a start since 2015. That's the last time we made the playoffs. Um, and right now, the, being the lead in the NL Central, like you said, a tough division. I know the Car- the Cardinals aren't having their best start to the season, uh, being under 509 and with only nine wins. But the rest of the division is competing. Uh, like you said, the Brewers are the Brewers. And the Cubs, with, like I said, that lineup with all the additions that they made in the, in the offseason, I think that they'll get going sooner or later. So the Cubs are a team that definitely to look out for in this division, but I have to give props where props are due. And the Pirates are started sixty they're sixteen and eight right now. We have the Dodgers tonight. I do not know the score of this game right now. Um, I'm gonna check it real quick. Zero zero top of the fifth. Dodgers have a guy on second, no outs. Um I Saying think, you I mean, have like I said. What'd you say? So you
2: have to give credit where credit's due. You've been waiting for this. <laughs> Uh,
0: yeah, I've been waiting for this chance to talk about the Pirates on this podcast. I'm not going to lie. They're, I mean, yesterday before they lost to the Dodgers, did the NL lead. Mackie, I thought you were throwing a little shade at me when people you were saying people get over-exaggerated this early on in the MLB season. Well, in Pittsburgh, when you start 16-8, and 8, we're going to over-exaggerate, and especially when the Penguins aren't in the playoffs. It is baseball season. The Pirates are buzzing. And... With without O'Neal Cruz, I thought as soon as O'Neill Cruz went down, I thought the I was like, oh great, they started six and two Which or house? six and whatever. Yeah, I'm like, oh, all the fun's over. We had the fun start, and that's gonna be it. But McCutcheon has picked up, and Bednar closing the door each and every night. We have a really good team, and I'm excited. I'm really excited. I mean, I, th- I think you can tell, but um, I think I think we have a good team. I mean, I really do. And like I said, tough division, like you said, but it, like you said, it is early, and you can't really make too many predictions, but um, I, I think they're going to win 90 games. I made that prediction, of, I think, a week ago. I tweeted it or a couple days ago. I'm
2: locking myself in for a Pirates 91 season. I wasn't throwing sh- a shade at you, but it, if the shoe fits, you know. <laughs> but no, even me, like, I remember the Mets started 11 and 0 like a few seasons ago, and I was like, oh, this is like the best Mets team ever. And I, I'm not even sure if they made the playoffs. So it's just it's just everyone, dude. You don't realize how long we've used- been six two games. We just talked is.
0: about the we just talked about the Oakland athletics at four and 17. I'm not used to being that bad, but we're used to being bottom of the division, like eight and 16 right now. I'm not 16 and eight.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, especially with you guys, if you have a chance to get excited, fucking get excited. <laughs> it's like, it's his like Bruins. we have
0: one of the best fucking, we have one of the best stadiums in the MLB. And it's like, it's so sad when no one's there. And it's like, when the team is good in the middle of summer, it's easily one of the best place. I know I'm going to be biased saying this, but like, it's, that has to be one of the best places to watch a baseball game. I mean, there's a reason it gets rated top five, top it three. It is everything. rated
2: number one, rated number one best, yeah. best view, obviously because of the skyline in the back. Yeah. Perfect, but, yeah, I mean, that that is a really nice part.
0: Nice. Dodgers have two outs.
1: Well, Hopefully we'll be uh, catching a game here in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah, shout-out Siggy.
1: Shout-out Siggy. But I think that's all we have for the MLB this week. I have one point here in the college football world for the first time since 1968, the clocks will not stop on first down in all NCAA football games, except for division three. So this new rule, I like this. I love it. I, I, this is, I think this is huge. That always confused me in the, when I was watching college games, you know, in college and everything like that, just felt like it added another step to things. Um, what do you guys think? Anything to say?
0: I didn't like it in college for the gambling reason of when I think a team has way less time than they do, and then the clock stops when they get a first down and they're still in bounds, and they get up to the line of scrimmage before the clock's running, and they basically act like they went out of bounds and they still have a first down, and I'm just really frustrated whenever I have the other team that I need to, to get a stop. So from a selfish standpoint, I never liked that rule, but also I just like it. It's the same as the NFL. You don't want people having to learn two sets of rules and like... It's kind of how college basketball is with the the um – I'm kind of blanking on what, like, the nickname is for it. Like, Mackie, where you have to make a free throw before you get the second one. Double bonus? One and one. A one and one. Wow. Like, how they don't do that in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, that's, like, where I'm, like, the casual fan. Like, I'm definitely really into college basketball and I'm into the NBA. But, like, I never know in college basketball. I'm like, is this a one and one? Does he get two shots here? Does he fucking – what's he going to do here? Like – I'm always just like waiting to see if they're gonna get the second shot, and I always just hope they make the first one because then I'm like, okay, then he gets another one. Obviously, unless it's an a and one, but
2: um, this rule I do like this. I'm switched with you on that college. I always know what's going on at NBA. I'm just like, all right, I have no idea if it's getting free throws or not, and how many he's getting. But uh, college, I I'm, true. I watched so much college basketball, I know everything about that shit.
0: When they're like, when the refs like slamming his hand to the floor, I'm like, okay, it's on the floor, but like, is it a <laughs>
1: bonus? Are they getting shots? Like. What was the initial question here, Jesse? What was it about? Um, The NCAA football for the first time since 1968, the clocks will not stop on first down. Oh, okay, okay. So we'll have the clock rolling through on that one. So like
0: first and Mackie, first and ten, running back runs for 15 yards right up the middle clock it would always, stop until the refs it, set the sticks so
2: they, till they set it yeah so it saves yeah like 10 seconds probably 15 seconds so, yeah
0: in, in like in two minute drills though it was like yeah i, mean, I don't exactly. see that's the thing is i don't remember if it was like
1: within two minutes it doesn't stop you know right, what i mean yeah it's like what, in the what's NFL, the rule there i don't even know
0: it's just like in the nfl sometimes i don't see like another thing like I, i'm I a huge sports fan i just don't know all these rules but it's like sometimes in the NFL, guys go out of bounds with like four minute, like two minutes, under two minutes left in this fourth quarter, and the clock stops. But in the second quarter, with 10 minutes left, he goes out of bounds, the clock doesn't stop.
1: Right. And I do get it. Why? It's a pace
0: of play thing. Like, do you know the role behind you- it? No, go. Uh, isn't yeah, it like last, five
2: minutes or under in the second the or the fourth last, quarter? The last five minutes of the first and second half. But he has to be going forward. So if you're getting tackled out of bounds and you're getting tackled backwards, the clock cannot stop. And I didn't know that until I was watching a game last last season, and um, he like kind of like nonchalantly went out of bounds, and the guy hit him last second, and he went backwards, and the clock didn't stop, and it ended up being detrimental. But the refs were explain or the announcers were explaining it, and I was like, hmm, I didn't know that. But yeah, so the last five minutes of each half, if you're going out of bounds with your momentum going forward, then it, the clock will stop. Yeah, I would have never known that. I don't like how college rules, especially when they're immediate feeder to that to the professional league have different rules than where you're going yeah I, I agree just make it the same thing these college players have to adapt their, their rookie year that are that they're go, that, that are going into uh going into these higher leagues like, I just think you should have the same rule book
1: I think that's fair and that's going to wrap up all we have for college football this week let's jump into the NHL we are f- Full-fledged into the first round here. It being Wednesday, we got the Panthers and Bruins playing right now. Bruins leading the series three to one. Game tonight in Boston. Currently, end of the first period. They're down one nothing. Ace is at that matchup. Do we think that they uh, the Bruins are going to win this matchup and advance to the second round tonight?
2: They could definitely, they could definitely come back, especially on their home ice. But I don't know. I've liked Florida this series, and they're definitely. It's not like the Bruins are out playing them, so. um Hit this with a
0: lead. I'll take them tonight. See you go six games. Yeah, it, I, I I'm right there with you. Obviously, with Florida having the one nothing lead on the road, it's going to be tough for them to close this game out with 40 minutes left to play. Boston's one power play away from evening this thing up, but um, yeah, I, I think I think Florida can close this thing out tonight.
1: I Think it's going to be a good matchup, but I'm here curious to hear what Ace has to say come next week when we're mid into the second round, actually, now that I think about it, because that will start come Monday. Another game tonight is the Kraken in the Avs, starting here later this evening. Series tied 2-2. I think this one's going 6 or... or This one is definitely going 6. Do you guys think it's going 7?
0: See, the thing is the Avalanche... I like the Avalanche tonight, but the Kraken have played them hard all series, and uh, last game I did like the Kraken. I didn't end up taking it because I said I've never done good fade in the Avalanche, but... Uh, tonight on their home ice, I do like Colorado to win win this game by two or more, and um, up in Seattle, they, they've been a hard place to play for for Colorado throughout their time, and the, or their tenure in the NHL, so um, I definitely could see the Seattle force a game seven, but I like I like the Avalanche to come out of this series. I know last week I was saying this thing's going to be over in five, uh, now I'm starting to respect the, that Seattle team a little more. Um, I definitely could see this thing go seven, but uh, I'm going to go with the Avs to come out. Um, tonight, minus one and a half, we have that on the card, and in the series, either 6 or 7, but don't be surprised if this
2: thing goes 7. Yeah, no, obviously no Cam McCarden tonight. That was a pretty dirty hit last game. Just stupid, honestly. You deserve a suspension just for being stupid. But um, no Jerry McCann on the other end either, so that's two big names on both sides that we're not going to see tonight. I think the Avalanche take it on home ice, but, but uh, yeah, if this goes 7, I could definitely see Seattle stealing it. They're, they're, a, they're a pesky team. Got a few nice wins. Last game, they, they won an overtime at home, but the shots are like double i think it was like 45 25 and in, in, in favor of seattle so they're definitely a little pesky team i think they can definitely um maybe steal a series here but i think if the avalanche win tonight they can definitely win in game six And uh, i, I wouldn't if i'm the avalanche i don't want to see,
1: see the series go seven games i agree with that i think huff you're right trying finally come to terms with this Kraken team they're picking it up and they're making this a series for sure so let's jump into some of these matchups that are continuing here on Thursday. The Leafs and the Lightning. The Leafs finally get over that hump, steal both games on the road from Tampa. Now have a 3-1 series lead, pretty commanding there. Do we think they win their first series since 2004? This will be the first time, again, since 2004, they make it out of the first round. What do you guys think about this game, or this series, start or coming again on Thursday?
2: Another series where uh, the away team's down 3-1 with a chance to... Um Get it to three two on the road and then come back for game six. Uh I think I think ter- or, uh, Toronto takes care of business tonight. I think they won both their hard games on the road. Uh they lost game one, got the Jitters out, took three in a row, they're going home for game five, and they can take care of business. They're obviously the better team here. Um yeah, I think they're gonna they're just gonna get over the hump. I think those last two games proved it.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think this series I, I like the Leafs close things up in five games. I don't know much to say. I really like this Leafs team.
2: Julius Randle just got hurt. What'd you say? Julius Randle just got hurt.
0: Dang, that's not good. But Marner Matthews, this team, this Leafs team is buzzing. They're they're not they are not blowing this three one lead. I can guarantee that. I
2: don't think so. No shot, but you you gotta win tonight. Or you gotta win tomorrow, whenever they, whenever they play. You gotta win game five at home. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like we said. Go oh, back home for game six after a win at game five. You don't want to go to game seven. with
1: uh, You don't want to see Vasilevsky
0: either, in game seven. Yeah.
1: No. Mackie, your Rangers, man, they're falling apart up two zero on the series down or now even at two, two against the devils, uh, the Hudson river rivalry here, the next game here in New Jersey, correct? Yeah. In New Jersey. What do you think Thursday night? Um,
2: I think we got humbled big time and I think uh you guys are a lot to blame for that because not being Rangers fans and you guys being on that wagon so heavy, I was like, Yeah, this team is so good. But uh, <laughs> we got we got humbled big time. Um you went two on the road, but Devils are the like I said in the beginning of the series, Devils are the best uh road team in the in the league. They were twenty eight, nine, and one, I think it was. Um so, obviously, this team is good. they very inexperienced. We saw it in the first two games. That's why we were able to steal two pretty easy. But, you know, they got the, they got their legs under them. They figured out how to play Jack Hughes, figured out how to do what he needed to do. Still the only problem we had to deal with. Um, he's really the only person scoring for them, putting up offense, and none of their other players are uh, Nico Heche, Jesper Bratt, Dawson Mercer. None of them have put up any points. So, just got to contain Jack Hughes, and I think we're all right. We need our big superstars to step, step up a little. Panarin Zibanejad. Combined for four assists in, in in the four games so so far, um, not good enough. Just got to be better. Shisterkin's playing out of his mind right now. It's not. I would not put any of the blame on his fault. Um, got to step up for him big time. But I'm I'm not really worried. I think we definitely come out of this series. You you just changed this series to so a three game series, and uh, experience just becomes that much more of a big deal in this, in this um scenario. So, it uh, should be a good one.
0: Yeah, I, I like I still like the Rangers here. I'm still think the Devils are a little young and inexperienced, like you said. When you shrink this thing down to a three game series, I know the Devils have the home ice advantage tomorrow in Game Five. Um, I like the Rangers to win that game tomorrow, and I don't think they lose at the Garden in Game Six. But I've been wrong before. I, I do think the Rangers take this thing in six games.
1: Well, we got another chance for a team to clinch a series here after a pitiful start. The Vegas Golden Knights have bounced back three straight wins. They're up 3-1 on, the win- on the Winnipeg Jets. What's that? That's crazy, dude. That is so crazy. You can't make that up. You really can't.
0: I said, of course. Go, I take them game ahead. one motherfucking in Vegas. Place is rocking for playoff hockey. They lose, whatever, 4-1. Next three games, they're just like, yeah, we'll win now. We'll cover the puck line game two. Game three, we'll win in overtime. Game four, we're going to cover the puck line again.
1: Well, they're coming into game five here on home ice. What what do you think? Huff, start us off here. Does Vegas get it done? Did they clinch the series here or do they do does Winnipeg God uh, live to see another day?
0: I, I really like this Vegas team. And the thing that's tough for me is the the and net, whatever his name is. And he's played good throughout this series. And I'm gonna keep going with Vegas here. I know I know Hallibuch hasn't really stolen a game yet. I know he kind of basically did in game one, but I, I know it's I, we're still waiting on that kind of shutout or crazy forty save game. I just feel like Vegas didn't play good in game one, and that's kind of more the reason that they lost. Not as much that Halibut stole the game, um. But I like I like Vegas to win this thing in game five. I I think they win. I don't know if I'm gonna take the puck line, but I do think they come out on top. I like Vegas to wrap this series up. Um, Mackie, I don't know if I told you this. I did end up taking with Jesse. We have, I took Vegas. To win the Western Conference. I think it was Jesse, what was it? Plus four
1: forty. Four forty, yes.
2: Yeah,
0: so I like Vegas.
2: Well, after game one, it looks pretty good. Um yeah, like you said, uh I don't I wouldn't really say Hellbucks soul game one. I think Winnipeg just outplayed them to be honest. But mm-hmm. um Vegas found their feet, they found what they found their goal, they know what they're doing now. You just you come back into the series, you win three games, two on the road, and that in Winnipeg to probably the toughest environment in the NHL to play in. Um, you can't get more momentum than that. So I think they close up the series here. Just a way better team. Winnipeg was really never co- that good coming into, this, coming into the playoffs. I um, thought maybe Hellebuck could uh, steal a few, maybe make this an interesting ser- series. But, yeah, I think Vegas closes it out tonight. They're just a better team. And I, I am going to eat my words from Game 1. I did say that Winnipeg could definitely come out this series, but Vegas just turned it up a notch, um, showed a lot more of what that 109 points were in the
1: regular season. Mm-hmm. Good stuff there for all the Thursday day, the Thursday matchups. Let's shoot our way over to Friday. The Islanders keep themselves alive, stealing Game Five on the road. Do they have a chance anymore? Carolina up three two, going back to Long Island. Game on Friday. What do you guys think?
0: They absolutely have a chance. I think I think the Islanders take Game Six. Carolina hasn't been the best road team. I think I think we're going to see a seven game series here, and I think Sorokin. Don't be scared if he puts up a very impressive performance in Game Seven because. I think that, yeah, I think the Islanders have obviously the better goaltender in this series, and in a Game 7, give me the team with the better goaltender. I know I always say it's hard to take them, uh, a team on the road in Game 7, but whoever wins Game 6, obviously if Carolina wins Game 6, the series is over. If the Islanders win Game 6, this series is over in my opinion. I think, I think the Islanders win the series.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know about it. I wouldn't say the series is over. I, I definitely agree with you. You that, know
0: what I mean. I'm taking I'm taking the momentum here to go down to Carolina and get the job done. I think they'd play that Islanders brand of hockey and they'd win something two one, three two in overtime, a shitty goal in overtime, you know what I mean?
2: I'll tell you what, one thing I can promise is is if it does go seven, I'm taking the under in that last game because Carolina's defense Absolutely. is be crazy lockdown and you can count on Soroka and have the game of his life. Especially it'll be United five. Ironman. It'll be
0: an even five.
2: Yeah, probably. And it might even be minus 120. Every game in this series, the under first, under one and a half first period is hit. Every one. I know it did for the first three. Has it for, kept going? Every single wow. one. Yeah, uh, I saw somebody tweet before the series even started there. Like, I'm just ripping every single under for one and a half in the first period. Um, it's it's, it's, look at it, it's five, five games all. in. But yeah, like we said earlier, um, they're in the situation to go back to game seven and maybe have a chance to... win this series now after winning game five on the road uh team look good they're putting the puck in the net matt bars finishing finally um so you know islanders are a little pesky team canes have their problems could be a good one i'd love to see the islanders in second round if the rangers figure it out and get past these devils
0: yeah that would be a good series
1: all right the next game we have here also on Friday, the Stars in the Wild Ottinger shutting the door as the Stars defend home ice and take Game Five as they have a three-to-two series lead. What do we think? Does Dallas close it out here on the road, or is this one going to seven?
2: I I think this series is over. I think Ottinger is locked in at this point. Um, he gave up maybe two the game before they might have won three-two on the road, but it was I think it was two nothing going into the third period. I think. One last game, 4-0. Uh, he had the support of his crowd, obviously. But they've just completely dominated ever since this series was 2-1 was, um, was two, Minnesota, actually. So um, the Dallas team has all the momentum. I think they're the better team overall. Ottinger's on his game, I, I can't see this going the wrong way. I, it, it could go seven games, but Minnesota's not going to win that game seven in Dallas, I don't think. I know this goes against your little... Your... Um, your uh, your trend here, huh? If you win game six, you're going to win game seven, but I really don't. This, this series was, was thought to go Game Seven or seven games from the start. So I don't know. I like the home team.
0: Yeah. I I, I do think that, um, that Dallas closes us out here. I'm with you. I like Dallas here.
1: All righty. And that final matchup will be game six abs and Kraken. we already talked about them, but that's when that guaranteed game six will occur. So lots to look forward to there on Friday. And really only one series to review on. Yeah, on Saturday is the Oilers in the Kings. Oilers lead that series three to two. Game six will be played on Saturday. Like I said. Yeah. What do you guys think about this uh, Western Conference series? I'm
2: going to go Oilers in six. They've been a little overwhelming recently. I know. Kane's got a nice win in uh, game one in Edmonton. Um and then they won they won one at home as they should, but um Edmonton's too good right now. That duo between drive title McDavid, uh they just started just they just started playing together. I know they didn't a lot in game one games one and two. So um they've been kinda of tearing it up. I think this team has all the momentum. Skinner just needs to make some saves and they'll be good.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you, too. I think this series, I know the King. I said the Kings were a pesky team, but I, I said the Oilers in six, I'm going to stick with the Oilers in six. I like them here. Um, they really had their way with them last night, and uh, I think that continues into game six. I think the Oilers get this thing, uh, get this series all clinched up, and they're done. Uh, like I said, Oilers in six Saturday, I think this series is over.
1: Like I said, round two starting early next week as these series wrap up this weekend. Lots to look forward to in the NHL as we continue to review that each and every week. So let's jump over and focus on the NBA also in their playoffs. Lots to look forward to their Games on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all over the place. Let's start with Wednesday. The Knicks and the Cavs going on right now. We have Knicks. We have Knicks plus six on this matchup. Knicks are currently up 61 to 51 at half. Go Knicks. That's all I got to say. Fair enough. All right. And at the end of the first quarter, Lakers and Grizzlies also happening. Lakers leading that series three to one. The Grizzlies are up 38 to 24 in this matchup, but again, only the end of the first quarter there. Other matchups happening this evening are the heat in the Bucks. The heat leading that series three to one and the finished off the evening the Warriors and the Kings series tied two to two that series going six, possibly seven games. One of the more electric series I think in this playoff that I've watched. you guys got any comments on any of those matchups here this evening, these series happening Wednesday night
0: um yeah I, I I like the Lakers in this matchup. I think they do come back and win this game. I know it's in Memphis, but i I do like this Lakers team and even if it's not, I like them to win the uh, win the series in six. I think that was my original pick was Lakers in six uh, and then as far as the Milwaukee heat heat game tonight at nine thirty, I do think Milwaukee. Uh, has their way with them it's a 12 and a half point spread big spread maybe stay away from that number but uh, I do like the Bucks to come out on top and then in the night game Warriors Kings I've been on this Kings team and I've been the one defending this Kings team on this podcast for the the duration of this series but with no De'Aaron Fox tonight or him being doubtful and looking like he's not going to play in this game I'm not going to be betting on this game because I want the Kings but I'm definitely leaning Warriors, but I didn't see what the public money is. I can imagine the public is all over the Warriors with no De'Aaron Fox. Um, I'm going to pour it up real quick, but um, it's actually not too bad. Golden State minus two or minus two is 60% of the money. 55% of the money is on the money line, so um, it's tough. I, I, I lean Golden State in that game, but obviously, like I said, I like Sacramento and I like the Sacramento team, so in the rare chance that De'Aaron Fox plays, I'll be rooting for the Kings in this matchup.
2: Well, I think the Kings know if they lose this game, the series is over. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it'll without De'Aaron Fox, it'll definitely be tough. But you know it could, it could be a Demontis Sabonis takeover. We know how bad the Warriors are on the road, so they can definitely take advantage of that. I Maybe mean, Malik Monk has a crazy game. But um, if you were watching that game five or game four, um, the inexperience showed big time for Sacramento. Malik Monk went up, take a shot, down five with fifty seconds left, double covered. Um, and he just smoked the layup completely. Just terrible possession with 55 seconds left. But um, I I just think the Warriors are closest to the game. This game doesn't get it done tonight, if no De'Aaron Fox, then
1: they're not going to lose on home court. Good stuff there for Wednesday night. Now on Thursday night, <clears throat> just one matchup, the Celtics and the Hawks game in Atlanta. The Celtics are up 3-2 in that series. Do they close it out in Atlanta? What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, this series doesn't go seven. Celtics take care of business.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I
0: think I think the Hawks had their fun. Trey Young had his infamous uh, first-round playoff moment like he's seeming to start to have every year. Last year against the Knicks, this year against the Celtics, gets his cool little moment. But, yeah, this series is over.
1: All righty. Some more stuff out of the NBA. The Nuggets take care of the Timberwolves in five games. Closing out the series last night. Final score of that matchup, 112-109. to so, Nuggets moving on. Timberwolves are not the next one. Devin Booker, forty-seven. his 47 points the other night, helped the Suns take down the Clippers in five games. Kawhi Leonard is only able to play two games. Paul Jordan did not play any. Kawhi announced he is not playing because of a torn meniscus. The Suns will face the Nuggets in the second round. And the Suns open up as a minus 145 series favorite. What do you guys think about these? Uh, this new matchup coming up here for the second round? Suns and Nuggets. Like, we know Siggy has a future on the Suns. What do you guys think?
2: I think if you're going to bet series value, you're definitely going to go with the Nuggets at plus 115. They've been the most dominant team all season. Um, But, you know, Kevin Durant, the Suns roster, is just uh, probably going to be a difference maker here. I think it's going to be a really good hard fought at least six games, maybe seven games. I don't really have a pick. I'm going to go with Nuggets here just because I don't like to see Chris Paul do succeed. I'm a hater. But that's my only be behind on the pick.
0: What was the question? The Nuggets Suns series. Who do we like?
1: Yeah, just little pre.
0: Yeah, I I I like the I like the Nuggets. They're my pick to come out of the West, and I think a lot of people are going to be on the Suns. I think they're definitely a really good team. Um, but I'm going to go with the Nuggets here. Like like Mackie said, I like the Nuggets in seven for a little fun. Maybe Nuggets in six on their home floor. Or they're, they're the higher team, right? There you go. They're the ones,
2: floor,
0: see,
1: right? Yeah. The ones okay. See. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take Nuggets in seven on their home floor. All righty. I think that is going to just about wrap up everything we have for the NBA this week. The playoffs in full swing, just like the NHL. Lots to look forward to as round twos will start next week, just like the NHL. Let's move forward. forward. What's that? Bruin scored? Bruin. Bruin scored. Right right away. Woo. All righty. right. Let's shift our focus to the NFL. Some big news out of the NFL as well as the draft starting here uh, tomorrow, the 27th of April. But the first point we got here is the most talked about move. The 2023 offseason has finally been completed. Just days before the 2023 NFL draft, the Packers have traded Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. Compensation according to Adam Scheffner of ESPN, two teams swapping their first round picks on Thursday night, 13th pick to the Packers for the 15th pick of the Jets. Packers getting a conditional 2024 pick that will be first rounder if Rodgers plays 65% or more of the snaps and will otherwise be a second rounder if he does not. Packers getting a 42nd and a 207th pick in the 2023 draft, and the Jets getting a 170th round or 170th pick in the 2023 draft. So lots of little moving parts there, but the big news is Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. Mackie, your beautiful New York Jets upon your beautiful New York Giants. What are the Jets going to do this year? Aaron Rodgers now a staple there. Everyone excited about it. All the players, as far as I understand, the fan base. I know you're not a part of the fan base, but what do you see? What do you hear? What do you think? I
2: hear a bunch of Jet fans overreacting. That's that's the only thing I really hear. Um, Obviously, an awesome pickup. Your quarterback is the one position that they actually need to improve uh, tremendously. You obviously have the weapons now with everything they brought in. You have Brees Hall coming back. Obviously, that defense is nothing to mess around with. But, you know, you're still in a loaded AFC conference, and you're also in a loaded AFC East. Uh, You're playing Josh Allen twice a year. You're playing Tua twice a year with Jalen Waddle and and Tyreek Hill on both sides. And you have Zavarian Howard and um, and Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey on the other side. Um, it's, it's that Miami team is stacked now. If two is able to stay healthy, there's two tough teams already in the division, and the Patriots are obviously still a Bill Belichick. Um, not an easy win ever. So you're playing all those teams twice a year. Um, I, they're a playoff team, yes, but what will, what will the what will these fans think if they win one playoff game, and then they and then get kicked out? Is that a successful season? Is that what they, like, what are they looking for here? You're you're not you're not a Super Bowl contender in my
1: eyes yet. Yeah, I no, I, I no. keep hearing them say Super Bowl or bust, but I'm like, you aren't a Super Bowl contender. You haven't even it made the playoffs. Since
0: it is it is a Super Bowl or bust situation just because they could have Aaron Rodgers for one year and that's it.
1: You're right.
2: That's why it's a bad move overall. You're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. The AFC West, is, or the AFC is too loaded up. The Jets are just not. They don't have the experience there. They're a bunch of young guys on both sides of the ball. With with uh, obviously a, a vet quarterback, but we saw that last year with in Green Bay. He just gets frustrated, but you know what we'll, we'll I don't I don't I don't understand the hype around this. He's got maybe one, two maximum three years of football left. Um and you know, he's just not I don't think he's he's a top three quarterback in the league anymore.
0: And my thing my thing with this move is Okay, we've seen it work with the get your load the team up, get the the defense, build the defense. You know, draft all defense for so many years. You're not that great of a team. We saw the Bucks do it. They bring in Tom Brady. They win the Super Bowl. We saw the Rams do it. They bring in Matt Stafford. They win the Super Bowl. Two common factors in those two teams winning Super Bowls. It was in the NFC when the AFC was not even this good. So the fact that the Jets think they're gonna do this in a hard division let alone a hard conference, is I, – I just – I don't see what all these Jets fans see in this team. I mean, no. I'm a delusional Steeler fan. I think Kenny Pickett is like the next shit. But I'd rather have faith in a young quarterback going into next year with the defense that we have already proven that we have than a Jet team that's bringing in a 38, 39, 40-year-old quarterback. I don't even know how old he is. You know what I mean? With hopes of Super Bowl or bust.
2: The road, the road to the Super Bowl – you have to go through either, at least two of three of Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, and you don't know how. Yeah, one's Justin in your Herber, division, and you don't know how His good division, Justin Herbert is going to be this year either. So, if
0: the Jets do go on to go to the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers could have this playoff run in Buffalo first weekend, in Cincinnati second weekend, say, or in Kansas City, and then AFC Championship would be whoever you didn't play in the divisional round.
2: You could run Kansas in all City three. Or of them, Cincinnati. Worst case scenario, yeah. You, you literally could hit all three of them. It's there's just way too much out there, like you said. Tom Brady then went then down they to they the, get Bucks. In the Super Bowl, like you said. Tom Brady went down to the Bucks. Okay, you have a pretty easy run to the NFC through the NFC, and then you have Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So you have in that an easy division. Other side, Matt Stafford, pretty easy run to get to the Super Bowl, and then you play the first time there since Cincinnati Bengals but first time there. Joe, Joe Burrow first time uh, Super Bowl. Um, so you're talking about two scenarios there where. It's not the same. You're 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 going into the AFC, the loaded AFC, where the top five teams in the league are probably in the AFC. Uh, you got It's a terrible road to the playoffs or road through the playoffs, and then I I just can't see it with a brand new team and brand new scheme. And everything's brand new. I just uh, come on. I just be realistic here.
1: Yeah, a lot of interesting news coming out about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. A lot of people excited. A lot of people feeling the similar way as you, Mackie. So. Let's look forward to and what comes of it in the coming weeks on their signings and things that they might make, what draft picks they take with the draft starting here tomorrow. Like I said, draft starting tomorrow, this is the 80th annual meeting for the draft located in Kansas City this year. Some of the big names that are looking to go early are Bryce Young an Alabama quarterback, will Levis, Kentucky quarterback, CJ Stroud, Ohio State quarterback, Anthony Richardson, Florida quarterback, will Anderson, Alabama uh, linebacker. Um, who do we see going? When do we see him going, and why? Any thoughts?
0: I think I think Bryce Young is kind of a lock in for the number one overall pick at this point. It's seeming like Carolina and him have had uh, kind of mutual feelings about each other, and that they want to get to work together. And um, a proven winner in Bryce Young. Anytime, I mean, Alabama quarterbacks they haven't been the best in the NFL. We'll see how he does being the number one overall pick, but. Um, I, I do have faith in him. He's not necessarily the largest quarterback being, I think, only 5'11 or 5'10 or so, but um, Carolina is going to be one of those teams, like we said, the NFC South, not the best division. It's going to be a good spot for him, so I'd like to see Bryce Young go number one to Carolina. And then you look at number two, Um, I don't know. I really thought that the Texans were going to go with Will Anderson. I just think it's hard to pass up on him, but when they need a quarterback – and I think a lot of these teams are looking to next year with the draft with Caleb Williams, Drake May. Um, a lot of these quarterbacks are just supposed to be coming out next year Is supposed to be a lot more enticing draft class for quarterbacks rather than taking a Will Levis or a C.J. Stroud at number two. Uh, for some reason, a lot of people aren't big on C.J. Stroud in this draft. I know the Colts, if he falls to four, I like the Colts to take him at number four over a Will Levis if he is still available. Um, but that's just kind of my analysis on the top four picks. It's hard to keep going through. Uh, And so on and so on past four or five, but uh, to give my little take on what I'd like the Steelers to do Obviously address the offensive line Uh, You have a young quarterback a young running back you have weapons all over the field address the offensive line You have a defense that's obviously done what it's done over the past couple of years You've had some subtractions, but we've also made some minor additions and um, But I would like to see us address the offensive line but I do think if Joey Porter jr. Is on the board you take the best player available. I'll take a true lockdown corner, or what I think is going to be a true lockdown corner in Joey Porter Jr., uh, Penn State product. Dad played for the Steelers. I feel like that's the biggest Steeler move to do there. They did it last year with Pickett. I think they do it this year with uh, Joey Porter Jr. if he's available. Um, but we'll end up seeing tomorrow. The, the NFL draft is one of my favorite times of the year, favorite nights of the year. I love watching it. I know it's not necessarily like a live sporting event, but I always love watching the NFL draft i um, definitely really excited for this. Mackie, I don't know who you think is going to be going in these top couple of picks or what you're looking for the Cowboys to address.
1: Um, but that's just kind of my take on the draft. I do have something to add real quick here. Uh, there was a post on Reddit about Will Levis, uh st- telling friends and family that Carolina will in fact take him as the number one pick. Uh, that was early Tuesday morning. Uh, his odds moved from plus 4,000 to plus 400 again, early Tuesday morning on DraftKings. So a lot of people were highlighting that and, whether that rumor is real or fake, uh, it's I think starting to come out that it was partially true, but mostly not, um, in the sense that he will go early, but maybe not first. So, what do you guys think? Continue with your point, Mackie. My apologies.
2: Yeah, I don't. I I think that would be pretty dumb to take Will Levis first overall after everything that's been going on. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not high on this class, especially the QB class. I don't. I don't really see why. There's five QBs that can go in the top five, or I guess there's not there's few teams that aren't picking the quarterback, but there's five QBs that are even being looked at to go first overall. I just don't think it's there this year. I think Bryce Young is the def, is the best option. Um, I think he had I wouldn't say the highest ceiling because I think Anthony Richardson has the highest ceiling, but I think Anthony Richardson also is the least ready to go to the NFL. So I I could see him fall, falling pretty far. I know he's had a lot of hype after the season with the draft combine and everything going on with that. But not 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 too loaded up, I don't think. I really don't love this draft class. Um I I don't really ad- Dallas Dallas has a late pick, so I haven't really looked into the draft that much. You look into this way more than I do. But um yeah, I couldn't see Will the Will of going first overall. That'd be pretty there's, incredible. There's a
0: couple teams. I know you said you couldn't I know you've stumbled and said you could see there could be five quarterbacks go in the top ten, but like there's certain I'm looking at a couple mock drafts right now and like they don't have the Raiders picking a quarterback, but tell me why the Las Vegas Raiders should rely on Jimmy Garoppolo for the future and not draft one of these quarterbacks
2: if say a CJ Stroud falls the seven. I I personally like Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean he's if you look at his numbers, so I saw something that was like if you put his stats up to like a Hall of Famers, his are like probably better with his win percentage and, and just his overall success in his career. Aside from the accolades, he has one of the best numbers there is. I know he's been in some good situations. He was in a, uh, a Brady Belichick scheme up in up in New England when he was playing up there. When Brady, whenever Brady was hurt, um, he's had an aw- awesome team in San Francisco for a few years. But I don't know if you if you're gonna pay they they paid him a good amount of money, did they not? I believe so. Yeah. yeah so I mean, I I can't see them just just dropping a check on this guy and then just going up and wasting your seventh overall pick on a, on a, on a quarterback. I mean, we've seen teams do it before. We watched uh, the Packers draft, draft uh, Jordan Love and you have Aaron Rodgers coming off an MVP. But um, I I guess you could say that you, you're you not going to look at Jimmy Garoppolo as a long-term quarterback, maybe a um a, a temporary situation because he's the type of quarterback to just jump around. But I don't know. I don't think this is the class, class to – who would you want? Who would you think that they would pick if they fell far enough?
0: Who? Meaning
2: like who the Raiders? Would, who do you think the Raiders should pick if they fell far enough?
0: I think if there's a situation where not necessarily Levis, because I think there's a chance where he slides, but I mean, I think if like a CJ Stroud is sitting there, I don't know who the Colts are necessarily set on going with, but like I feel like if CJ Stroud slides out of the top five, I want Seattle to take Jalen Carter if, if he's there at five. It's always a big if with the draft. I feel like I have to say that before everything, but... I think if the Raiders uh can get to seven or if CJ Straw can get to seven, I think you have to kind of take the chance on him there.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo though. A lot of people aren't, aren't aren't as high in him as I am. But um, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess the, if the value's there, that's the thing about this draft is that there's a lot of there's a lot of quarterbacks that can go that high. So. When one does drop that low, I mean, there's going to be one or two of them that drop out of the top Absolutely. It just happens every year. I could see it being CJ Stroud too because it was 18% on his his whatever, P2, whatever it is. S2 test. S2, yeah.
0: But yeah, that's all I got on the draft. Nothing much other
1: than that. Same. All righty. I think that's going to wrap up everything we have this week. Lots to look forward to in the NHL, MLB. NFL, uh, NBA, you know, everything is moving in their own direction. Uh, NHL and NBA in the playoffs, NFL offseason with the draft. So lots to look forward to in the coming weeks. Make sure to follow us so you know when we drop the link for our DraftKings prize pool. Again, $1,500 prize, top three winners of the pool win, free to enter, and the link will be available upon the Stanley Cup Finals matchup being determined. Real excited about that. You guys got anything else to add? I think that's going to do it for this week.
0: Not much else coming from me. Once again, thanks to Siggy for joining us this week. It uh, was a great interview. Definitely going to be looking to get her back on the podcast sometime soon. Um, not much else coming from me. But like you said, make sure you subscribe, like, follow, wherever you're at. Uh, show us the support on social media. We'll keep getting the plays out. Um, and that's going to do it for me this week. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.
2: Yeah, just keep looking for plays. Like, retweet, anything helps. I'm um, hoping to heat up here. I know we've been
1: a little steady for a while, but you know there's a, there's a hump that's coming soon. So, And that's going to do it for us on this episode of Hit the Books. Thank you to everyone who tunes in each and every week. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here, so please like, share, and subscribe wherever you can. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for our plays each and every night in the NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, and college football. Thank you again and see you next week.